Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm very excited for today's episode because we're recording a very long-awaited episode on my journey with nutrition, especially as a runner. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to be recording this and I'm recording it the day before I fly out. I feel like I've been recording these episodes, these pre-recorded episodes in bits and pieces because I feel like I've left absolutely everything to the last minute, which is pretty typical of me, unfortunately. But today's episode is going to be one that I have been really wanting to record for a while just around my journey with nutrition, especially as a runner. And a lot of this has been a lot of subconscious things that I have been aware of, but I've not addressed up until this year. And I just want to be like really transparent with it and just share it because I feel like this may be relevant to other runners in their journey with nutrition and just improving their nutrition as a runner, especially those of us who have a history with battling eating disorders. I think it's just very relevant and I sort of wish that someone had created content or like a podcast episode or something around a similar sort of topic, but I'm going to try my best to bring that today in this episode. But of course, before we get started, let's just go through some highs and lows. All right, so I feel like my low for the week has not changed too much from obviously recording just yesterday for these pre-recorded episodes, but I will say in the 24 hours since recording that episode, I have been for a sports massage and I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit TMI here, but this is something that I genuinely, I did not know or realize until this happened yesterday, but essentially I have sort of an ongoing partnership collaboration with my physio company and do quite a lot of like social media stuff with them, which is really cool and part of that sort of partnership is that I will get gifted you know experiences such as a sports massage from time to time especially pre-race day which is super super helpful and I'm someone who has never really had massages or has had very much experience with massages I think I've always been quite funny with massages because I get really like ticklish and like squeamish when like I feel like I have these like memories of myself when I was younger and like someone would like dig their elbow into my back and like if my siblings were like fighting with me or something and it would, it would always be like this ticklish and weird sensation so I think in my head at some point in my life I just like assumed that I would never be someone who would like massages but obviously with becoming a runner and really getting into distance running I feel like it's so necessary and I hear about so many people that go for sports massages all the time especially when you have like sore legs from so much training and I went for one before Manchester marathon and that one was completely fine and felt really great definitely a little bit intense for like the first sports massage and so I didn't really think much going into this second sports massage but because I was specifically having a lot of soreness around my lower back and my quads and my hamstrings those were sort of the areas that um, they focused on when doing the sports massage and I don't know I kind of just like it felt you know it was obviously again just like it felt really good really intense like that pain that's like a good sort of like pain um, because you're so sore 
before and I left just feeling a bit like dazed and a bit like funny. I can't even explain the feeling but like I just like remember getting back on the tube yesterday and I like I had to sit down because I just like could not figure out why I felt so off and then I got home and I was meant to like log back on to work and continue work but I just still felt really weird and then out of nowhere I just I literally kid you not I was just constantly back and forth to the toilet because I could not stop you know going poo and it was like very intense just like continuous needing to go to the bathroom and the amount of times that I went yesterday is quite astronomical and probably the most like that I ever have and I ended up googling it because at first I thought that I had like food poisoning or something I thought that I ate something that may have set my stomach off and I kind of went back through like what I had eaten that day and the day before and there was nothing new really but then when I googled and asked like can a massage lead to what was diarrhea and the answer is yes like and I am I was so shocked because I had no idea but it has something to do with like the massage itself like really relaxing your muscles and like sort of like just removing the tension from them so yeah yesterday was yesterday evening was very interesting and definitely a new one for me and even then I am still feeling sore and I think that that's kind of just normal I wasn't expecting the soreness to go away completely from that massage so this morning's run was definitely pretty arduous um and it was like an eight mile easy run before I fly tomorrow and obviously tomorrow as a travel day I've got like no plans to work out or run obviously but I think my sort of positive is that I am really excited and I think having like being someone who lives in a different country to my family I only really see them once a year and so I think I always do try my best to schedule in time with them once a year to see them and so I'm just really excited and it's always nice to go home and just spend time with your family and for me my parents are like my best friends and so I'm really excited to see them in person again and just hang out with them and do lots of hiking in Washington. I'm really excited to sort of show Gabriel Washington and like you know the area where I sort of spent some time growing up and going to university and then we'll be off to Chicago and yeah I think I'm just really excited for this trip and just to see how things go. I really want to capture it in some way whether that's like a big YouTube vlog or like multiple YouTube vlogs I really want to somehow capture this trip so stay tuned for that but yeah I think that it's just going to be a really good trip and definitely um very well deserved time off because I am very very stressed from work so I'm excited and looking forward to two and a half weeks without work but that's besides the point without further ado let's just jump right into today's episode Right, I did want to just include a trigger warning and I forgot to at the beginning of this episode, but I want to put in a trigger warning because I will be talking about topics such as eating disorders and if that triggers you in any sort of way, if it triggers you to hear about like talking about food and just like food from a negative standpoint, you know, such as like just having a bad relationship with food and just talking about that journey for me, then do just click off this episode and I've got plenty of other episodes to choose from, but I just want to put in that warning because I will be diving into some of those topics and I just wanted to make everyone aware. So I think essentially... I have, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've done a number of episodes on my battle with my eating disorder and it's been 
way over 10 years at this point since my eating disorder. I was diagnosed with anorexia in 2016, I believe. And so it's been quite a while since I, you know, sort of was battling that and was on that journey and, you know, quote unquote recovered because I think for me and for many of us, you know, recovery is a continuous journey. And I think that there's never really going to be a time when you just like do not struggle with those food thoughts. And I think some people get pretty close to that. They get to a point where they just have a really good relationship with food. But I think what I've learned over the past, you know, 10 or so years is that it really takes putting in the work and you can't really like ignore it. You can't really ignore like the thoughts that you're having. And I think that what I really want to sort of talk about today is just that and the fact that I think that for a long time I was kind of just ignoring the fact that I was still really acting on a lot of those thoughts that I was having and it was something that I was very aware of but I wasn't really addressing because I think I just didn't want to face it if that makes sense and I think there's a lot to be said with like changing your relationship with running as well if it started from a point of like you know using it as a way as a means of losing weight or as a means of like burning calories or burning fat and if you relate to that that's sort of where I started with my journey with running sort of you know I I don't really count my journey with like playing sports growing up because I feel like that was very related to sports rather than just like focusing on running on its own because I think for me you know when I started to just focus on the running outside of sports is kind of when it started to go a bit downhill and it kind of coincided with the time that I was diagnosed with anorexia and so it took quite a bit of time to change that relationship and I feel like I've done a lot of work there to change that relationship and I genuinely go out each day that I have a training run on my schedule with you know so much gratitude a for the ability to run and just the strength to run but also just with a full heart knowing like I love running and even this morning like you know running on sore legs and really feeling like so tired and you know you have you will have days where you don't want to run but even then I'm still grateful for it I'm still grateful for the fact that I get to do this run around London you know the place that I love and I'm so lucky to be living in and I think that for a while I sort of almost like told myself that I was actively working on sort of those things in relation to like my past struggles with you know my relationship with food and exercise and so I think that whilst I did a really good job I think of you know changing that relationship with exercise to be positive and just not in any way shape or form related to weight loss at this point because that's just not at all my aim or goal with running. My aim and goal with running is to run all six world majors, to Boston qualify, to just become a stronger and better runner and just also just be smart with my running and rest and fuel my body. And, you know, touching on that last bit around fueling my body, I think is an area that I just kind of neglected for the past few years that I've sort of called myself a distance runner. And I think that there's a lot to be said about sort of, you know, when distance runners talk about nutrition and fueling their body. I think that, you know, a lot of the times I think you can really focus on like, you know, how many gels are you taking? How many chews do you have during a race? And I think that that was never really the problem area for me. My problem area was that my, I kept listening to the one thought being an old eating disorder thought that I had since, you know, that I had 
kept and sort of let take over those thoughts in my relationship with food. I'd always had this fear of carbohydrates and carbs. And it sounds so stupid saying it out loud because I feel like as runners, carbohydrates are so important to have and to fuel our body. But just coming from the standpoint of like, you know, when I was anorexic, I quite literally was like doing everything I could to eat as minimal as I could. And at the time, at that time, you know, the biggest things that we're in were like being carb-free and like carb-free diets and having a thigh gap and all these things. And so I think it was really ingrained into my brain that carbs were bad. And so I just kind of like, I, I just started to kind of look at carbs as a really negative thing and basically to avoid them at all costs. And I did for years. And I think that that in itself has really kind of been problematic, like even not as a runner, like it's I think that the more that I've seen myself now eating more of like a holistic and nutritious diet containing, you know, protein, carbs, and fat, I think now I look back at the years where I just tried to avoid carbs at all costs and I see like how it affected me even as a non-runner and just like the way that your body will like still be hungry like because you've not fed it enough and you've not given it enough and like for years for example like I would just tell myself that like you know I would just have a lot of fruit and veg and that would be like my carbohydrate and like that's just not realistic and like you know having like I don't know, just like replacing it with things that like aren't necessarily like rice or sweet potato or like, you know, things that are actually carbohydrates, bread and like oatmeal. And these foods that I'm listing were foods that I feared for years. And I think that the minute that I sort of realized this, and it wasn't even me who realized this, it was actually... I, I remember the day and like everything about it. So basically at the beginning of this year, London Marathon, I went to spectate with Gabriel and this was, you know, early on in the, in the year and it was after Manchester Marathon and I think I was at a point where I was feeling really encouraged in my running, obviously, having just run a 3.42 at Manchester and then sort of going and watching London Marathon and getting a little bit of the marathon blues as we all do. But it was Gabriel that actually pointed out and kind of like, you know, started that conversation and sort of sparked it. And for some reason, I think it's taken me up until now to really want to be honest with myself because I think that as much as people from the outside and sort of the people around you can comment their concerns or their worries, at the end of the day, it has to be you that wants to make the change. And I think when we just sat down and had an honest conversation about, you know, just like my past with my past relationship with food and just how it's been a bit of a struggle over the years and how I just haven't really been addressing it, it kind of helped then, you know, it helped, he helped me realize really how important it is to fuel your body from sort of a holistic perspective and especially as runners, fueling your body with carbohydrates. And I feel like if you had told me then that I would be in a place now where I'm eating more holistic meals and having carbs, protein, and fat at every meal and having carb drinks before long runs and races, I would think that you were crazy. And I feel like that's really sad to say because like, you know, April wasn't that long ago. It was only, you know, the beginning of this year. But I think it just goes to show that like the minute that you want to start putting in the work and changing the narrative for yourself, I think is such a defining moment and especially, you know, for me as a runner. And I think at first I really thought about, you know, I, I think like being online, 
you really have to, you know, think about what you want to show and what you don't want to show. And there was a big part of me that wanted to create content around filming myself every time I, you know, had carbohydrates, basically. And as stupid as that sounds, like, it was just kind of like, I don't know. But I think for me, in the end, I didn't end up doing that because I didn't want it to feel like, you know, I had to like put this on blast and like show everyone because I really wanted to focus on this myself and I didn't want it to be something that anyone else knew about or anyone else was like, you know, commenting on or judging me about because at the end of the day, I think that all of us still struggle with like our own things and this is just my thing and it took me a while to be honest about it, but I can only say that, you know, I've seen, you know, massive improvements in my running and I've never felt stronger as a runner and it just feels amazing to be able to just let go of that fear of foods and I'm speaking as if, you know, I've just only just started my recovery journey with my anorexia, but I think you know, it just goes back to that point around recovery is an ongoing journey and it never really stops. And I think that this is just a part of that journey. And it makes me sad sitting here recording this to say that it's taken over 10 years for me to be real with my diet and be real with my relationship with food. But it's really changed like so much in my life and honestly like brought so much joy into my life which it like I feel like almost emotional sitting here recording this because for years I spent so much time fearing things like pastries and bread and rice and pizza and pasta and all of the yummy lovely things that should be a part of like experiencing joy in life and I think that like part of that as well is like creating just a healthier and better relationship with foods and not even just necessarily like eating those foods but also like really creating an enjoyable experience from it so like being able to like go out and order a pizza and be sitting with like your friends or your loved ones and like sharing that experience together or going for like you know a Saturday morning Sunday morning pastry run with coffee and you know being able to do that on like a rest day where you're not running and just like really enjoying the morning and like maybe having slept in I think that there's so much more joy that's come from letting go of this really stronghold that I've had on like my relationship with food and I think that for a long time you know I'll be honest I was scared that it was going to lead to like weight gain and like these stupid things just because I labeled carbs as a fear food and a bad food years ago but I think you know it's really helped me just become a much better runner and just see my body for more than it is in terms of like aesthetics or you know weight and I I don't even weigh myself regularly to this day I can't remember the last time that I weighed myself but I think I really feared having carbohydrates for a long time because I was afraid that I was going to put on weight and it's it sounds so stupid saying it out loud because I feel like you know almost six months later I've never felt stronger in my running and I feel like you know I'm able to go out and have such strong training runs and I've seen so much continuous improvement and progress in my running because I've really worked on this element of my running and I've not wanted to really share too much about it until I felt like I sort of had gotten like a handle on it or like I don't know just like felt more comfortable to open up about it and you know I think it's made me just a lot more confident as a runner as well because I 
just feel like I know my body so much more than I used to. And I think that it's it's also helped me make sense of, you know, maybe why last year I just could not see progress. And, you know, I was I I went from like a 412 marathon in 2021 to a 413 marathon at Paris and then to a 410 marathon at Berlin. And it felt really frustrating and I just I think part of it was like, yes, you know, just like not really wanting to put in the work or the effort myself. But I think sitting here now, it really makes me question as well. Like, did I actually have the energy? Was I fueling myself properly? Did I, you know, was I even capable of taking it sub four at that time, even though I wanted it so badly? And I feel like, you know, with Hackney Half earlier this year in May, whilst I didn't hit that sub 145 goal then, I think that, you know, I've spoken about how it was a very warm day. There were a lot of different factors, but it was almost like the first glimpse that I got into of like, you know, this is after a month of really trying to reintroduce carbohydrates into my diet and like as a runner as well. And that was the first race that I took a carb drink before the race and I just felt so much stronger. And so it's just made me overall just much more confident as a runner. And even going into Chicago Marathon, like I'm still fully aware that it can go one of two ways, but I think it makes me feel 10 times better knowing that I'm going into it without that fear of carbohydrates, without that fear of, you know, if I have too much to eat the night before, or I don't know, it's just, there were so many things that I was kind of still really obsessively trying to hold on to and control, when in reality, I was able to say to a friend the other day that I could not, I told her like there was no way that I could have completed my 22 mile run, which was my longest run during peak week, had I not had my pizza the night the night before and then my carb drink mix the morning of and then the three gels during. I think that for a long time, I didn't really understand why I would feel sort of crap after a long run or just like weak or just not, you know, great. And I feel like ever since introducing carbohydrates and just having that as a more regular part of my routine, I just feel overall just better, I think. And I feel like health-wise, I've never felt better. And I think that obviously it's not just carbohydrates. You know, fueling isn't the only thing that's important in a running journey. I think that like sleep plays a big factor and obviously like training well and resting well. But I really just wanted to make this episode to share about just my journey with nutrition as a runner because I feel like this isn't really talked about all that much and I think that people do talk about it when it comes to like marathon training and especially those of us who like train for our first marathon and realize how much food you end up eating because you're hungry all the time and I think that a lot of these things really lead back to, you know, especially for those of us who have struggled with our relationship with food, it just leads back to those thoughts that you may still get from time to time and I think that It's important to know that like there are probably a lot of us that are still sort of fighting that battle and fighting those thoughts, but I just want to encourage anyone listening that if you are struggling with that, you know, to to fight back really and just to advocate for yourself and stick up for yourself and see it from the point of view that, you know, you want to run because you want to be strong, because you want to go further and you want to be faster or, you know, whatever your goals are. I think fueling just plays such an important part and it's not just the gels during your race or during your run it's what you have the night before what you're having the morning of if you can stomach things before a run what you're having straight after to make sure that you're refueling your body 
And yeah, I just really wanted to make this episode just to be honest and just share more insight into that because I feel like I'm constantly learning new things on my own running journey and I sort of wish that someone had told me this years ago when I started because I feel like would it have changed my relationship with food back then? I don't know. But I think I really truly believe that like everything in my life has gotten better ever since you know, letting go of that that feeling and that need to control my diet so much and control my food so much. And you just, I feel like you live such a much more joyful life when you let go of that. And you also just become an overall just better, happier, stronger runner. And so that's that's the episode for today. There's nothing really much more. I just really wanted to share my thoughts and I hope that this inspires someone or that someone finds it relatable because I feel like it's it's just a tough conversation to have with ourselves, but I think that it's a conversation that we need to have more and just continue the conversation around eating disorder recovery because it's something that we we don't need to be ashamed of and if anything like if you're willing to put in the work to make more progress on just improving your relationship with food I think that that's incredible and so yeah I hope that you liked this episode and I will see you in the next one all right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, there are ways to connect with me and resources in the show notes of the episode. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye.